Yeah, we're just getting that uh, bike that was uh, up by the flag marshal at the top of School Hill Rise. Uh, it's being paddled back, and it's the very distinctive colours. You knew who it was uh, straight away uh, with the uh, sea greeny blue colour, and it's Jeff Bates on the uh, 250 Bates Honda, uh, the Thornton uh, Cleveland's uh, rider, and he's just paddling it now back in front of the grandstand and will be exhausted by the time he gets back to you, Chris Kinley. Yeah, I'm sure he will be, as many people, including our old friend Chris Palmer, has pushed in uh, famously at the TT course and the Governor's Dip all the way there, and that is a long, long way. I remember Sean Collister doing it many, many moons ago on a 250 at the end of a Manx Grand Prix race. And as you can just hear in the background, machines are coming forward now. Uh, 103 Neil Champion, who, of course, is the chairman of the local uh, Andreas Racing Club. Just a quick plug for those guys, if you looking for some more road racing after this is all finished uh, Upper Derby I think to the end of June 25th 26th that sort of time it is whenever that is that, that seems to be absolutely ages away 66 has just pulled up next to him Pete Cray another one of the uh, locals here 43 Gary Porter keep an eye on number 59 there though Mark Colvin multiple centre champion up there at Derby and the twins especially he'll be one to watch on there the 750 machine he's on 53 must keep an eye on Veronica Hankos Hankosia, 53 if she's here. I haven't seen her walk around the paddock, but uh, yeah, she will be uh, out here on possibly the 750 uh, Suzuki from the Czech Republic. We'll keep a little line. I'm not sure if she is here. 31. Quick chat to Crofty before Colin Croft. Very happy with the machine. 118. Also there, Andy Sale. Andy's out uh, a bit earlier on. Andy from uh, Lancaster. A lot of people will be listening for all the bikes going for the boat tonight the boats will be ram jammed again Mark Colvin gives us a bit of a nod 38 Paul Pochi Williams had a regular on the Irish roads now is Pochi so a mixture of what 750 Kawasaki's that's all it is really there's a Ian Robertson number 70 on a 750 Honda machines are now on the circuit time coming up too what are we on just about uh, 8 o'clock ish different notes on these been the if there is a word a more modern machine if you want to call it that more modern the sounds of the the silence is on the obviously the older machines on the megaphones number 70 Ian Robinson from Edinburgh on the 750 we're talking about him doesn't look like a 750 Honda to me from here looks more like a Suzuki to be fair I think that uh, yeah well, it is a Honda yeah it's got a slightly different tank on it that's what it threw me on that one number 89 as well Lawrence Cummins, Lawrence on that number 89 machine had a bit of a, a step off that at Derby earlier on in the year and he's thankfully got it back together, he's got the old Drambuie colours on it, did he still make Drambuie? Probably, I don't know 79, going to see Mark Herbertson back out after having his leg broken, I think it was the Manx Grand Prix a couple of years ago, number 29 as well, Marcus Simpson 42 is Andy Holby, our newcomer with the orange with the orange vest on and 53 it is Veronica, Veronica is out, she's right at the back of the field there, and I did see Indy de Koppel, he was out there as well, but problem there for number 34, that's Sam Johnson for Minskip, Sam, another regular on the Irish roads, he's on the 750 uh, Yamaha, listen to this, hopefully. There he goes, you heard that fire up, just a bit of overfuel in the car, oh, stinks as well, oh that's rich as anything that, that'll be a bit fluffy for a few miles till he clears it out. Yeah, we just heard it there, the top of the gear change just popping away. Let's get to cross four ways and the thoughts of Rob Pritchard. 
38 and 59 through bang on cue there. So that's uh, Paul Williams and Mark Colvin, 118 and 21, making their way through. That's Andy Saylor. Uh, number 21 making his way through there, so we're perfect timing there. I've been eating my words in the last few minutes, Chris. I'll come back to you on that in just a little bit. Here comes number 43, no contest there with uh, Gary Port on the 750. Uh, Kawasaki making his way through, no problem at all. Bit of a gap looking down towards Williams Corner, but here emerges the uh, next rider with the uh, sun setting here. There he is, number 60, in fact, making his way through. No problems at all there. Followed closely in the last two or three seconds by uh, number 31. That's Colin Croft on the another 750 Suzuki making his way through and uh, really urging the issue coming around Maggie's cottage here and uh, no surprises there number four Mike Hose carrying plenty of pace down and smoothly into uh, cross four ways here then we've got three close to each other here it's uh, number 52 leading the pack but no time for that just at the moment over to you Tim gonna hear bikes And in that order, well, there's only two come up on the screen, but there were three through. 59, Mark Colvin uh, is through. 118, Andy Saylor and 21, Joe Yeardsley are through. But I'm pretty sure we had four through there. But the newcomer, of course, uh, Joe, number 21, there's 43. Probably just a, a transponder issue with uh, one of the uh, leading three that came through. We heard them across the line. But uh, 43, Gary Porter is through. Another bike interview, and this is number 60, and that is uh, Billy Cummins. Two more interview, 31 across the line, that is Colin Croft, and there is uh, number four, Mike Hose, who definitely uh, visually was so much quicker as he came over School Hill and uh, down across the start-finish line. 103. That is Neil Champion, 26 Dennis Booth, uh, 52 Brian Clark and 66 Peter Creer are across the line. Of course this is uh, the first flying lap they're now embarking on as uh, 79 looks to make a move on number 70. That's Mark Herbertson trying to get past Ian Robertson. John Cliff is through, 121, three more machines. 42, 77 overtakes, number 29. So that is uh, Andy uh, Hornby, uh, Michael DeCoffel and Marcus Simpson. Gordon Clark through. Let's go to Rob at Cross Four Ways. Great timing. In comes uh, number 38, Paul Williams, leading the way from 59 and 118. So Mark Colvin just ahead of Andy Saylor as they all three power through Cross Four Ways. Coming round Maggie's Cottage now, number 21. Nice and uh, solid manoeuvre going through there. And then a bit of a gap, I think, by the uh, leading up to the uh, next group of riders to uh, make their way through. Before I hand it back to you, Tim, there was uh, some incredible jostling for position between four, five, six riders actually going through the uh, going through cross four ways here. May come back to that at uh, another time. And here, Solo, all on his own once again. Number 43, Gary Porter on the 750 Kawasaki. Just makes his way around absolutely no problem at all. And that gap really... Uh, can be seen all the way looking down towards uh, Williams Corner there but as I say that we've got two more riders emerging here jostling for position and just leading the way out of the two of them is number uh, number 60 from Mike Hose but it's time to go back to Tim yeah first bike interview immaculate timing 38 across the uh, line that's Paul Williams and uh, Andy Saylor has gone to the top of the charts 118 is his race number 97.158 as number 21 Joe Yeardsley crosses the line. Uh, 
Paul Williams, number 38, 96.815. 59, Mark Colvin in third at 96.065. And then the newcomer currently in fourth, number 21, Joe Yardsley at 93.856 miles per hour. As uh, number 43 goes across the line, he slots into fifth place. That's Gary Porter at 88.637. More machinery and fairings glinting on the railway bridge as they make that right-hand turn onto the bypass. The first of them now is to cross the line. That's number four. Mike Hose is in fifth currently, I can tell you. And there is uh, number 60, Billy Cummins, and number 31 across the line, and that is Colin Croft. Mike Hose goes into fifth position at 91.700 miles per hour, but it's Andy Saylor. And 26, Dennis Booth now into sixth, and uh, Neil Champion, 103, was the uh, other rider through there, but it's Andy Saylor at 97.158, who's top of the pile at the moment. Mark Herbertson slots into sixth place, but let's go to Robert Cross four ways. Right on cue, once again, here he comes, and it is Paul Williams. He's now making himself a little bit of a gap from uh, Andy Saylor here, just ahead of number 59, Mark Colvin. Those three still, I think, in the grand scheme of things, quite close together, but a bit of a uh, little bit of daylight, I think, between the uh, the man at the front and the two following just in behind, seeming to uh, catch up the uh, front three here is uh, number uh, 21, making his way through, making up a bit of ground with that, uh, with that orange bib on, and then we have number 37 as well, Dean Edwards on the seventh, 50 Kawasaki has been making up a fair bit of ground here just uh, taking his time to get through there smoothly and assured and then a fair bit of a gap once again looking up to uh, Williams Cornerboard uh, right on cue once again and uh, once again with the tarmac all to himself here it is going to be Gary Porter number 43 making his way through the turn once again no problem whatsoever plenty of clean air for him to make his way through in the uh, coming stages as he powers up towards uh, Church Benz there and uh, almost right on cue another making their way right towards us here it is indeed Mike Hose number four no problems at all for him either and right on cue it's back to you Tim yeah, the top three have uh, all gone through and uh, they are going to get, if they want to, a, a further lap because the chequered flag's not on display, but a new quickest and it's number 38, Paul Williams, and he has gone at 98.205 miles per hour. Uh, Andy Saylor still went quicker, 97.486, but uh, not as quick as Paul Williams on that lap. So it's 38 from 118. In third, it's number 59, Mark Colvin. He went quicker as well at 96.756 miles per hour. And, uh, well, those... Uh, are the top three at present, but uh, are they going to be challenged? The others are going to have to make a considerable amount of time up. 43, Gary Porter is just through here, and he's gone quicker, stays in seventh place, 90.415. Uh, 37, Dean Edwards just went through. Uh, that's number four, Mike Hose. He's in fifth position at 92.942 miles per hour. Fourth is number 21, Joe Yardsley. And uh, he was at 93.856. So the top three really have uh, opened up the gap. But there's still time for another lap for many to get in here. 31, Colin Croft is through. He's currently in 11th. Number 60, Billy Cummins through as well. He's currently in 14th. And uh, no time for any more. Let's go back to cross four ways and Rob Pritchard. 
Great timing again. Here comes Paul Williams and uh, number 53. There is uh, Veronica making her way through. Andy Saylor as well. And number 59, Mark Colvin. So the front three there catching up the chasing pack in behind here. In fact, uh, number 26, Dennis Booth, has uh, sadly uh, come to a halt just over here at Cross Four Ways. All is well with him, but obviously some form of uh, mechanical issue by the looks of it. He's just, uh, sad, just chatting with the marshals at the moment. Just seemed to grind to a halt. But looking back to the action, here is uh, number 21, one of the newcomers making his way through here don't have the name on the score sheet weirdly enough here so uh, if anyone could clarify that for me I'd be uh, extremely grateful for that one looking down towards Williams corner there is that gap between the front three or four making their way forwards here waiting to see who comes over that horizon next as the uh, sun continues to shine down here on a uh, cross four ways as it is across the whole of the Balaon course and there is that uh, distinct noise of another engine coming through and once again it is uh, number 43 Gary Porter plenty of time and space to himself he's through cross always absolutely no issues whatsoever and it's time to go over to you Tim yes Paul Williams safety through but he's uh, still in first 98.205 Andy Saylor has gone quicker 97.824 miles per hour third number 59 Mark Colvin again quicker on that uh, last lap 97.470 and they've still got time to get uh, a, a fifth lap in because uh, the uh, chequered flag's still not out it's being readied but number 21 Joe Yardsley the newcomer going really well he's put a quickest lap in and is in fourth at 95.815 miles per hour so uh, Paul Williams number 38 uh, is our leader on that uh, 750 Kawasaki and uh, it's the uh, Pochi's MOT station uh, prepared bike as number 43 goes through and that is uh, Gary Porter and he remains in uh, seventh uh, position Number four, this is Mike Hose. He's put a quicker lap in, but uh, he's still uh, in fifth place at 93.707 miles per hour. And then it's sixth place, Sam Johnson now. Number 34 at 92.504. Seventh, number 43, Gary Porter. So Williams it is, just ahead of Sailor and Colvin. Let's go to Robert Cross Four Ways. Perfect timing, Williams back through once again, literally as we speak, followed closely by uh, Andy Saylor, who's got uh, number 59, Mark Colvin, snapping at the heels there as they both go through at pace. Absolutely not hanging around at all, those uh, those front three. And uh, yeah, we're just having a look down here, as I mentioned just before, uh, number 26, Dennis Booth, just came slowly to a halt before some sort of mechanical issue. He's just uh, over in the corner there, probably just explaining what possibly went wrong. Here's number 94, Gordon Clark making his way through on that 1200 Suzuki, controlling it nice. And then number 53, Veronica, she's through. And number 21 as well, one of the newcomers uh, making his way through as well. Nice, uh, smoothly done by uh, those three. And uh, now we just wait to see who will be making their way across uh, past uh, Williams Corner and the dip. No time for that, though. I think it'll be time to hand back to Tim. Yeah, a bit of guesswork because uh, we've got uh, the steam, uh, the steam engine now uh, obscuring the bridge, uh, one of the uh, dining car experiences. But here's number 38 across the line, uh, uh, Paul Williams. 
Uh, Brian Clark, 52 across the line. Marcus Simpson, number 29 across the line. Uh, and uh, Mark Colvin has, in fact, gone into second with the quickest lap for him in that session of 97.872. But it's number 38, Paul Williams, who remains at the top of the pile. 59, Mark Colvin. Third is number 118, Andy Saylor. Now, it is a tradition... Uh, on the Isle of Man to wave uh, to the car, uh, to the train, as uh, Locke gives a little hoot in acknowledgement and everyone on the grandstand waving there to uh, the lucky passengers who are having their dinner. Number 21, Joe Yearsley, uh, is through and he's still in fourth. Uh, no quicker, though, than he did on lap four, which was 95.815 miles per hour. And uh, number 94, Gordon Clark, was through too. So the stationary yellow from the flag marshal up on the scaffolding up at the top of School Hill, uh, just showing that uh, the chequered flag is out. Be prepared to stop. 43, Gary Porter is through. Got uh, Mike Hose, and there he is. Little nod uh, to uh, the flag marshal there, and that's his quickest lap. 94.434 miles per hour, but he remains uh, in fifth position. So it's 38, Paul Williams, 98.2 miles per hour. Second, number 59, Mark Colvin, at 97.8 miles per hour. Third is 118, Andy Saylor, at 97.8. It's a, a fraction of a second between them there. But Colvin, on lap five, managed to just nip ahead of Saylor into second place. Fourth is number 21, Joe Yeardsley at 95.815 miles per hour. That's impressive for the newcomer there. The bike across the line is 31, Colin Croft, 103, Neil Champion, and 79, Mark Herbertson. He's into seventh place. So fifth is Mike Hose, number four at 94.434 miles per hour. Sixth is number 43, Gary Porter at 92.576 miles per hour. And seventh, number 79, Mark Herbertson at 92.516. And those three that we just mentioned, Porter, uh, sorry, Hose, Porter and Herbertson all went, put their quickest one in on lap five, the last lap. Eighth, number 34, Sam Johnson, 92.5 miles per hour. Ninth, number 77, Michael DeCoppel, that's 91.717 miles per hour. Tenth, number 103, Neil Champion, Quickest on that last lap at 89.324 miles per hour. Then in 11th is number 42, newcomer Andy Hornby. 12th, number 26, Dennis Booth. 13th, number 31, Colin Croft. 14th, number 70, Ian Robertson. 15th, number 60, Billy Cummins. He put his uh, quickest one in on that last lap at 86.4 miles per hour. 16th, number 29, the newcomer Marcus Simpson. 17th, number 66, Peter Creer. 18th, number 50, uh, that's uh, Veronica Hanshakova. And she's riding the uh, 750 Durex Suzuki from the Czech Republic, the Cookstown, uh, Cookston Racing. Uh, she's in 18th position. 19th, number 121, John Cliff. 20th, number 52, Brian Clark. 21st, number 94, Gordon Clark, another of our newcomers. And in 22nd, number 37, Dean Edwards. So uh, 
We are marching on apace. The sun still shining here. The wind has definitely dropped. The flags were a, a lot uh, stiffer earlier on in uh, when we started this uh, first practice session. But how good is this to have perfect conditions and seeing these... Uh, it's not just uh, the sights of the bikes, it's the smell and the noise as well. Uh, back here in action down here at the Colas Balloon course. Well, let's uh, just check uh, how uh, things are with uh, Mr. Kinley. Chris Kinley, over to you, sir. Yeah, thanks very much, Tim. Down here in the middle of, well, a massive cacophony, as Rob said, of noise at Junior Classics. The Vintage Motorcycle Club Alaban section. Race number seven in your programme is next out on the circuit. 250 to 350, 251 to 350. You want to be precise about these sort of things. The blue plates and the white numbers. Lap record for this one, Alan Oversby, back to 2019. Three years ago, 90.947 mile an hour. And they've got that longing look. For those who haven't been down here, just imagine in your mind's eye, they're all sat in their various machines. Barry Davison with his red and white machine, number 40 there, and he's just looking at the gate. There's an old farmer's gate here that will be opened very, very shortly. It's actually at the moment held closed by a police no parking cone. There you go, that's how technical it is out here. It's proper grassroots racing, but as you all know, the Sunderland Club, very, very professional in the way they run everything. And these 350s, all ready to go. Previous winners, number one, Alan Oversby, number three, Dom Herbert, number four, Mike Hose, and number 36, Jamie Coward. So there's four previous winners. One, two, three newcomers, 17, Russell Brobery, on the 350 Drinkston, 42 Andy Hornsby on the 350 K4 uh, Hell Performance Davies Motorsport Machine and number 64 Chris Petty. Good to see Chris down here at Balloon on the three, uh, three, basically 346 but 350 Honda, the Jeff Base Racing Machine and Chris of course a regular at the TT for many many moons. Number five you can just see Keith Shannon, those eyes of Keith just glinting out from underneath the helmet of the, his machine number uh, from St Helens is of course on the Drinkston framed Honda we'll have the gate open now Barry Davison number 14 multiple Irish champion I think Barry now has more wins on the Irish roads I'm pretty sure I must check with Barry actually and uh, a lot of people have been riding Farquhar right at the top of that Keith Shannon and Barry Davison ready to go 83 of course he's getting ready and oh dear me listen to this this is Tickover. A little two-stroke in there as well, 65. The T30 Suzuki and Laura Sunt. 82 Rod Graham. From Nottingham. Number 10 spoke to Ben Ray a little bit earlier on. Ben's happy. And also number 12 there. Good to see uh, Richie Ford on the Bob Jackson 250 Suzuki. 20, also about to head off his practice there. That's Gary Hutton, the number three, uh, Dom Herbertson. Haven't seen, well, I didn't see 33 going through because it was quite noisy, as you can tell. Some machines will be. I can just be a little bit tall at 64. Mind your backs coming through. 64, that is Chris Petty. And the distinctive eyes of his with the glasses that he has. And I'm pretty sure we won't be too far away from Boris and the team. Uh, opening up that gate. I don't think there's any more blue-plated machines in here. I don't think so, having a look up. We'll just get ready for the next practice session. And there is Indy the couple coming in. Hello, Indy, yeah, okay? Durex was leaking again. Oh, you got a bit of leak. <laughs> but I didn't crash, I just pulled in on the time, so all good. Bike will be sorted. How are you, Indy, okay? Yeah, I'm very okay. Enjoying the island after 
so much long time, so I'm happy to be back. I'll go and get let you get Thanks, cleaned Chris. up. I'm Thank you, Michael. Indy, the couple. Yeah, good to see Indy uh, here. And always smiling. Do you know, there's ever a man who always smiles. He gets an award for smiling at any event. It is uh, Indy, the couple. So yeah, there's Paul Potchy Williams' team, guys. You just see the cars just got better there now. Looking over to the far side of the little holding area that you have on the just uh, alongside the bypass with the uh, the Sutton Hundred Club grandstand. So we won't be too far away from getting these. 350 machines out onto the circuit so we'll make our way back up i don't think there's anybody else to go just have a quick skeet around here for those who don't know what a, a skeet is or a scutch a skeet is a look and a scutch is a lot of them so yeah so we'll head up now on the side of the road and as we talked about uh lap records and stuff as machines are now on the circuit the race record goes back to 2019 to jamie coward and from memory this was a pretty close race 89 0.378 for the race record for the seven laps for Jamie Coward there uh, 2019 as we said the lap record Alan Oversby from 2019 as well 90.947 so they're the ones to look for is number one number three number four and at number 36 and Barry Davison possibly in the mix as well on that number 40 machine the team Gimba Honda the Balamina man on the 350 so 350s heading the way over towards you Rob Pritchard at cross four ways and keep an eye on those boys can Keith Shannon could be one to keep a little eye out as well in this practice session over to you yeah thanks Chris and I think I've had to take a, a leaf out of your book as I wait for them to uh, make their way forward the sun is out yes the uh, the wind has dropped but so is the uh, temperature so the uh, signature Manx radio fleecy coat has had to make its way on I'm looking even more like a uh, human blueberry over here just over up on the uh, scaffolding as I uh, await the first of those riders to make their way through as the sun uh, starts to uh, set here on the Isle of Man we all think it's coming to summer but you can, I can absolutely assure you when that sun starts to uh, make its way in it can get mighty cold mighty quickly as we uh, just await the noise of those uh, bass tones of those 350s barreling their way up towards Williams Corner hopefully in the uh, next few seconds here as we uh, just like to uh, hear that harmony making its way down the hill towards us waiting to see the uh, first emerge here and indeed we can just uh, sighting them through the uh, tree line here and uh, two have uh, certainly made their way forward and made their presence known right at the start here it is number 40 Barry Davidson making his way through and just behind him number 54 Peter Boast who've made up some really significant ground on the travelling pack behind them and then coming through number 5 uh, Keith Shannon as well a good 6, 7 or 8 seconds behind followed by number 1 Alan Oversby both make their way through no problem at all and number 7 making his way through as well followed by number 83 there and then three close proximity here led by uh, number 88 and 17 Russell Rombery following on that group and then number 44 Rob Hodson on the uh, 350 uh, Jeff Bates Honda there so uh, the front two and then the travelling pack already a bit of a distance and here come four more led by number 47 that's David Tending 57 going on four and 65 backing up the group there and that's uh, Loris Hunt 96 and 23 through there as well Gary Vines number 50 Dave Glover also through no problems at all back over to you Tim perfect timing as the first machine uh, comes into our sights number 54 Peter Boast first across the line on this uh, opening sighting lap he'll be now having his first flying lap so the uh, shadows just lengthen a little bit here 
on the bypass. Two machines together, very close together as number five, Keith Shannon, just gets ahead of number one, Alan Oversby. And uh, also across the line was number seven, Ewan Hamilton. But, uh, yep, Shannon was putting the move on there. Number 83, that's uh, Gareth Arnold, is through. 88, 17, 44 and 98 are through. So that's Darren Slew, uh, Russell Robry, Rob Hodson and uh, Kelly Carruthers. Number four is through, Mike Hose. 47 through David Tetley and Loris Hunt, number 65 and 49. Anthony uh, 49 is uh, Anthony Ambler is through. Brian Nickel 57, 23, 96, 56, 50 and 36. 36 in 19th position, Jamie Coward. So he's going to have to work his way uh, through the... Uh, there is a bike just uh, again right at the top of the hill by the uh, flag marshal. So there's a stationary yellow there at the moment as 82 goes through, 107 through as well. Two more bikes into view, the first of which is number 35, and that is 19 through as well. So, yeah, just uh, another retirement just further up the hill as uh, number 24 is comes into view safely completing their sighting lap let's head to rob pritchard at cross four ways first one making his way through making an absolute uh, beeline here into cross four ways is uh, peter boast who's opened up a, a bit of a gap on himself you mentioned uh, jamie coward there he actually made his way just past me as we uh, made our way back to you tim at that point but uh, peter boast there number 54 Opening up a bit more of a gap here as uh, Alan Oversby, number one, makes his way through. He's also opened up a bit of a, a bit of a, an opening there to uh, Keith Shannon, who's going to be making his way through. But close behind him, number seven, closing the gap as they both make their way through cross four ways. No problem at all. So you can see in those uh, front three there, led by uh, Peter Boast, that uh, things are starting to spread out just a little bit at this uh, next time of asking. Here comes number 44, Rob Hodson, with a bit of space to himself, followed by numbers 83. And Darren Slouse making their way through just within two bike lengths of each other, and then three more close together led by Mike Holmes, then number 98, Kelly Carruthers, and number 17, that is uh, Russell Robry making his way through. And it's time to go back to you, I think, Tim. Yep, first uh, bike into view is uh, number 54, and that's the man we were looking for, Peter Boast. He was ahead on the road, 86.245 miles per hour on that first timed lap uh, around. And that stationary yellow, the bike, uh, I think the rider is up with the flag marshal now. And here's number one, Alan Oversby. He goes into second at 85.777 miles per hour. And now uh, into view is number five and seven. And uh, seven, Ewan Hamilton is actually ahead, although behind on the road, but 81.873 miles per hour was the uh, lap speed. As 44 is through Rob Hodson. He goes into third, relegates Ewan Hamilton, number seven, into fourth. And that uh, puts number five in fifth, Keith Shannon. Darren Slew across the line, as is uh, Gareth Arnold. Mike Hose there just through. He's gone into fourth place. Number four, Mike Hose. As 98, uh, Kelly Carruthers goes through. 65, uh, and uh, there it is. 36, Jamie Coward. He goes top of the pile. 
86.566 miles per hour. Number four, Mike Hose, is a retirement heading to the pits. But Jamie Coward has set the mark. 86.566 miles per hour. Just uh, a nudge ahead of 54, Peter Bose with the course as well. Jamie Coward's been coming through a, a more crowded field as well and having to get past riders and still recording that speed. So it's going to be interesting what he does on this next lap. Let's go to Rob Pritchard across four ways. Yeah, just echo your words uh, there, Tim. Uh, impressive from Jamie Coward, considering the traffic he's having to make his way through. Coming back to uh, cross four ways, here is Peter Boast all alone as he uh, makes his way through that gap, just widening at the moment between him and those travelling in behind him here, making up ground. Plenty of uh, clean air for him to go into as he rolls his way up towards uh, Church Bends and uh, two close together here behind him. So here we are, Alan Oversby, number one, with about a second over number uh, 37, just uh, popping in behind here Dean Edwards on the uh, 3.50 and a fair gap once more here but uh, two almost side by side this isn't an optical illusion but just pulling ahead here here is Keith Shannon ahead of uh, Ewan Hamilton not too much between the two as they make their way through here under the sunset followed by number 44 a couple of seconds back that is uh, Rob Hodson making his way through on that 3.50 Jeff Bates on there and then just looking further up the field, we're waiting to see how big the gap is between Hodson and the uh, travelling pack behind him. Things seeming to spread out somewhat. Is this the sort of uh, area that Jamie Coward might like to get himself into with a bit of fresh air? And right on cue, here he is, Jamie Coward, number 36, heading through ahead of 56 and 83 there. Adam McLean getting in just ahead there of uh, Gareth Arnold as the others make their way through. Time to go back to you, Tim. Peter Boast is already through, number 54, 86.571, which puts him in provisional pole. Alan Oversby through, a quicker time again from him, uh, 86.027. There's less, uh, there's about half a second between the top four at the moment. Uh, in uh, Sorry, half a mile per hour between the top four at the moment, so... 54, Peter Boast then is at the top. Rob Hodson has just gone into uh, fourth position. But we've got to factor in number three, Dominic uh, Herbertson, and uh, number 36, Jamie Coward. And, uh, well, Alan Oversby, uh, number one, is in fifth, having completed his third lap, 86.027. Here is Coward. And he goes to the top, 87.086 miles per hour. And in fact, Adam McLean has gone top, 56, number 56, bike number 56, 87.086. And he's just nudged ahead of 36, Jamie Coward at 86.755. Third is number 54, Peter Boast, 86.571. And fourth is number three, Dominic Herbertson at 86.417. And Hodson and Oversby are then in that order follow, and they're all over 86 as well. What a race this could be. Robert, cross four ways.
we are, Peter Boast making his way through here at uh, Cross Four Ways. The uh, camp seeming to close up ever so slightly. Ken Coward uh, maybe getting more of an advantage with less traffic in front of him there through number uh, 20. Gary Hunt, number 64, number 68, making their way through as well as Chris Petty, one of the newcomers, followed by Bob Harrington. Here is Alan Oversby with some ground to make up. Number one, he gets his way through Cross Four Ways. Absolutely no issues at all there. Just waiting to see who's next to uh, once again make their way over the horizon here. Fantastic work from uh, Adam McLean up top there and uh, all of those as Tim mentioned there a good setup to be an absolutely cracking race given the times that we're seeing at the moment next into cross four ways number 44 is uh, Rob Hodson followed by Keith Shannon who is also close company with uh, Ewan Hamilton all three make their way through within around a second of a half of each other that uh, group just bunching up ever so slightly as the uh, next race is hove into view and this is uh, certainly a man on a mission and you probably know who it is it's uh, Jamie Coward who's opened up a, a bit of distance for himself as he uh, barrels into cross four ways and releases himself from number 56 and it's time to go back to you Tim yeah just to tell you that uh, Dominic Herbertson is now top number three at 87.322 miles per hour Peter Boast uh, is uh, through he remains in fourth position but we've had uh, various riders uh, taking uh, the pole position, provisional pole. Alan Oversby, who is over 86 miles per hour, is in sixth position, having just crossed the line. But uh, there's still time to get another lap in here. But it's Herbertson from McLean, from Coward, from Boast and Hodson. And Oversby has retired, so he's not getting that extra lap in. Number 44, Rob Hodson's through. 86.6 he's up to two. Seven, Ewan Hamilton is in ninth position, having just crossed the line at 82.592. Keith Shannon has just crossed the line, number five. He's in 11th position. And just nipping in, I think, ahead of the checkered flag is Jamie Coward, number 36. And he goes top at 87.906 miles per hour. But still to wait for Dominic Herbertson, but uh, Jamie Coward... 87.906 miles per hour. Number 36 leads. Number three, Dominic Herbertson. We wait to see what he puts in as two more machines come into view. 23, 65 across the line. And also number 83. But we'll uh, keep an eye on uh, Dominic Herbertson. But it's Coward who leads at the moment. Let's go to Robert Crossfall Ways. Yeah, I think I've just learned there that uh, you never can quite call things here, but uh, coming through right on cue is uh, Peter Bokes once again with uh, plenty of space to himself. I certainly wouldn't want to be the betting man trying to call who's uh, going to uh, necessarily earn top spot in this class given some of the times and the speeds that uh, some of these riders are putting in today. And uh, as we know, Herbertson leads. That was uh, pointed out just before. Next over here, we've got numbers uh, 12 and 106 as well. So that is uh, Richard Ford and Simon Lahane, one of the newcomers making their way through as well so Herbertson leading as has been pointed out uh, currently there as we wait for the next of the uh, traveling pack to make their way through the sun's just uh, gone in behind the clouds here the temperature dropping a little bit more but it certainly isn't out on the road here here come a uh, group of three making their way through led by uh, number 20 here that's Gary Hunt then 64 and 68 so that's Chris Petty and uh, Bob Farrington and right close together here here is uh, Keith Shannon Ewan Hamilton trying to make his way on the inside but the door wasn't open so uh, Keith Shannon keeps his place over to you Tim thanks very much indeed uh, Rob as uh, across the line goes number 
57.54. Peter Bose, that's his quickest uh, lap. 87.561. It'll be his final lap. The chequered flag is out. But just as we went to cross four ways, Dominic Herbertson went back to the top. Number three at 88.316 miles per hour. And when you consider the lap record is 90.9 and we've had a three-year break, these are astonishing speeds that we're seeing down here in the south of the Isle of Man this evening. So, the moment, it's Herbertson from Coward, from Boast, from McLean, from Hodson, from Oversby. Now, Oversby has uh, pulled in and uh, his action done for the night on this particular bike. So we're going to see what happens as uh, these uh, riders who uh, didn't come to the front cross the line. And uh, Jamie Coward has uh, now taken over from Dominic Hermanson at the top. Coward's last lap, 88.599 miles per hour. These boys are getting fully adjusted to being back road racing here at the Coglas Belown course. Been an absolutely thrilling practice session, uh, particularly in this class. But it's Jamie Cow. He's still going to wait, though, for number three, Dominic Herbertson, to cross the line. Uh, he's only uh, about uh, six tenths of a second slower with that lap he did on lap four. Can he find anything uh, extra coming into uh, this fifth and final lap? Checkered flag. As the sun has uh, just disappeared now here at, uh, we believe maybe Dominic Herbertson uh, retired at the end of completing four timed laps. So uh, it will be Coward, we think, that remains at the top. Number 36, Jamie Coward, 88.599 miles per hour. Second, number three, Dominic Herbertson at 88.316 miles per hour. Third, number 56, Adam McLean at 87.8 zero nine miles per hour fourth number 54 peter boast at 87.561 miles per hour fifth number 44 rob hodson 86.632 miles per hour sixth number one alan oversby at 86.027 so uh, the top six all over between 86 miles per hour and knocking on to uh, 89 miles per hour. Seventh is number 11, Stephen Elliott at 83.790. Eighth, number 35, John Lee Pemberton at 83.769 miles per hour. Ninth, number four, Mike Hose at 82.948 miles per hour. And tenth, number seven, Ewan Hamilton at 82.680 miles per hour then it's uh 11th number five keith shannon 12th number 23 gary vines 13th number 65 loris hunt 14th number 88 darren uh, darren slew 15th is number 50 dave glover 16th number 98 uh, kelly carruthers 17th is number 12 richard ford 18th is number 96 terence sampson 19th is uh it's just gone off my screen, but uh, I can tell you we've had uh, 35 uh, riders that uh, have, uh, in fact, managed to uh, record uh, times in this particular class. So uh, 
35th is uh, number 37, Dean Edwards. Uh, 34th, number 17, Russell Robry. 33rd, number 24, Scott Wilson. 32nd, number 20, Gary Hutton. 31st, number 68, Rob Farrington. 30th is number 57, Brian Nicholl. 29th, number 64, Chris Petty. 28th, number 63, Ian Thompson. Uh, 27th is number 82, Rod Graham. 26th, the newcomer is uh, 106, Simon Lehane. 25th, number 76, Royston Phipps. 24th, number 19, Sam Kinkied. And 23rd, number 48, Andy Kildare. Let's go to Chris Kinley. Rob Pritchard hit the nail on the head. Temperature definitely dropping. It's a beautiful evening here on the Isle of Man. That northeasterly wind, this is on northwesterly wind, say, coming in. It's really, really cool. And you know, when you wish you'd put a, a bobble hat in your gear before you came down. I did look at it and I thought, no, let's not tempt fate. Jamie Cowan's jumped off the number 36, 350, now on the 500. Craven Banks Norton just goes past us here. And the McLean there as well, they're good machines. He's on the Ripley Land bikes, they're the ones Chris Martin used to race years ago. He's on a Matchless G50. Number 81 there, Keith Clark. Here's some Shepherd. He's on the 500, lovely Banks Norton. Number 16, Jeffrey Vermeulen. Must say hello to Will Loader. Will, if you're listening, congratulations to you and your family. And uh, I know you'd only be here. Will, well done to you. Uh, young one, I believe. I was reading on social media. And uh, Will, good evening to you and you guys. And hope all good over there. 96 has got the machine up on the rolling road. Terence Sampson, the 500k4. Oh, what a sound this is. Do you know what? You stood here and you can feel the whole of your body ripples with the noise. You just Rattles. It's incredible. 106. Simon Lane, we mentioned him from Monty Frankton earlier on. Distinctive fairing on Sam with a shark's mouth on the front of his machine. 41 just ahead of him. That's Colin Stockdale on the 500 machine, the Darville racing bike. He's in Saltburn by the sea, the 504 Honda. You can see the pattern over there, the other side, 92, Big Morton. Of course, now on the Isle of Man living. Number two, that's a nice looking machine, the Castletown Man. In fact, he probably lives about 150 yards away from where I'm standing in Ballalock. That's Paul Cassidy, who had his debut in the North West 200 a couple of weeks ago, the Castletown Man on the 500 Honda. Gate to be open. Here we go. about to head out, number 35 is teammate John Lee Pemberton, they're both on Heather Banks Norton's, the works Norton. Marks gives us a nod, always a good laugh having a, a good chat to Mark. 55 Mike Russell, going to be doing the solo and the sidecar TT, while Maria Costello's doing the same as well. Tom Herbison just holding back a little bit on the number three bike. Barry Davison just behind him. As we look up towards Balakagan, that low sun now is going to really affect, I think, just coming into there. Just a little bit of cloud cover there was earlier on has just gone a little bit. So looking down towards uh, Port Tiberi and towards uh, Gansey sort of area, Balakagan, that low sun as you come across the rise there. I know in July we've had the, the time when the, uh, the, 
the sidecars obviously at the start were um, just struggling a little bit with the sunlight. And I think on that we will head over to Rob Pritchard, who's out there across four ways for this 500cc senior classic practice. Absolutely, Chris. Well, uh, what the temperature has been doing here in the last couple of minutes is plummeting. I can tell you that the coat is now not only on, but it is uh, zipped up here. But we're uh, still very much awake as we await those uh, absolutely magnificent sounding 500cc's coming through uh, here, probably just making their way as they... Uh, Firing their way through uh, Balawetston on the way towards uh, Williams Corner down here and uh, wasting no time at all. One uh, clear leader at the moment with a couple of seconds gap and that is uh, number uh, 61 because we could be on Murphy. Number 100 follows there, Heaven Owen and then Alan Oversby. Luxury just snapping at the heels behind him. A couple of seconds back, Mike Holmes on the 500 Yamaha. Well, he's actually uh, gone down the uh, slip road here. Perhaps a little bit of a mechanical issue. Maybe his brakes or whatnot is uh, absolutely fine. Just brought himself to a halt. Then we've got a pack of four here. 44, 96, 36 and 49 following up the uh, up the pack there. And that is uh, Anthony Ambler there. Well, uh, we uh, just appear to have had just um, a little bit of an incident here just at the moment. So um, for the moment, we'll just go back to you, Tim. Thank you uh, very much indeed, uh, Rob, as uh, we hope all's well, but we uh, look up uh, the red flag is in fact on display uh, here at the start finish line. So uh, the red flag is uh, out. So uh, we will not be seeing any uh, uh, bikes uh, coming past us here at uh, the start finish. They will be stopped uh, around the course, all the uh, bikes uh, have uh, managed to get through and uh, we'll obviously uh, await word now uh, from uh, upstairs as to exactly what the situation is. So just looking at uh, the races and reminding ourselves of what happened uh, in last year, in last uh, 2019 I should say, three years ago, 350cc singles and give you the top uh, three, the podium as it were. Alan Obersby was the winner, Will Loder was in second and uh, Meredith Owen was in third position. 250 singles class, well that was won by Keith Shannon but he of course had uh, a few issues tonight and pulled in at cross four ways. Uh, uh, earlier on today so uh, struggling but he's won that race for the last uh, four years that it's been held 2016, 2017, 2018 and 2019 so Keith Shannon in 2019 was first Adam Ward was in second and Jeff Bates was in third and of course we saw Jeff Bates have a little bit of a, a breakdown uh, this evening and uh, retired up at the top by uh, School Hill uh, by the flag marshal there and uh, then paddled that bike all the way home. The lightweight classic uh, race last time we were here in 2019 does seem ages ago, doesn't it? Jeff Ward was the winner, Brian Mateer was in second place and Mike Hose was in third. Senior classic, Jamie Coward was the winner in 2019 ahead of Dominic Herbertson with newcomer Dean Stimpson in third position. Junior Classic in 2019, Jamie Coward ended up being the winner there ahead of the effervescent uh, Bill Swallow with Mike Hose in third position. In the 
Post Classic Superbike up to 350cc. The winner in 2019 was Reese Hardesty ahead of Gary Vines with Barry Davidson in third. The Post Classic Superbike up to uh, uh, 1200, uh, 1200cc. 2019, Jamie Coward was the winner ahead of Adrian Kershaw with newcomer Paul Jordan in third position. And the 850cc classic race uh, last time was won by Alan Oversby ahead of Mike Hose with Dominic Herbertson in third position. Mike Hose uh, currently the the uh, rider with the most wins at the pre-TT Classic Road Races on 18. Uh, but Alan Oversby had uh, a couple of wins uh, in 2019 and he's up to 14. So it's uh, Hose on 18, uh, Bill Swallow on 16, Bob Heath on 15, Chris Palmer has 13. And of course, he's now a rider liaison officer. Oversby is uh, just ahead of him, as I say, on 14. Roy Richardson, uh, the Blackpool man, on 11. And then we have Eddie Wright uh, and uh, Jamie Coward is up uh, after his wins back in 2019. He's up on 10 in double figures. Well, there's been plenty of uh, news, of course. Uh, well, the uh, racing hasn't been happened and uh, into the uh, build-up of uh, the uh, racing as well. And we'll uh, just share a little bit of that. Uh, we did have a statement uh, back in March, 2nd of March it was, an important one, this, uh, regarding the uh, club. They had their uh, AGM then, and club chairman George Peach made the following statement during his annual report at the club's AGM on Wednesday, the 23rd of February it was, following an in-depth review of the ever-increasing challenges faced by the club in organising and running its motorcycle racing meetings and after ongoing discussions and consultations with the Department for Enterprise, that's the part of the Isle of Man government, uh, the department made the decision to appoint ACU Events Limited as the official race organisers for all road race events on the island, including the three meetings, of course, down here, along with the TT and the Manx Grand Prix. So this year, 2022, is going to be a transition year, with the race control team showing ACU events uh, and their team how the meetings are run. Now, the club continues to retain ownership of the three events here. And, of course, it's not just the pre-TT. We've got the post-TT as well. And then in July, the Southern 100. So they manage the race administration, which includes entries. And they're extremely proud of these events and remain so and have taken this decision to ensure the continuation of motorcycle racing on the Boulogne circuit. And, of course, uh, it is... The big burden we've talked about for years and years and years uh, for road racing, and that is the uh, insurance. It's a tremendous burden on the club, and so they are grateful that the Department for Enterprise, part of the Isle of Man government, have taken that on. So that's quite a, a big uh, news story down here at uh, Boulogne. Uh, and uh, ACU events basically monitoring this year's events just to see how they're run. And then uh, we will, uh, they will take it on. Uh, ACU events, of course, uh, are uh, the organisers of the TT. So uh, that isn't the situation at the moment. Uh, 
other news from the AGM that I can bring to you, two retiring directors were made honorary vice presidents of the club, making a total of uh, eight now. Uh, Dave Alley and Peter Chadwick have 30 years uh, service between them. Dave Alley was presented with a certificate uh, in appreciation of his time and commitment to the racing on the Boulogne course by the club president, uh, Phil Taubman, MBE, and we congratulate him for that, MBE. Unfortunately, Peter Chadwick was indisposed and unable to attend the AGM and will be presented with his certificate at the next monthly meeting of the club. The duo join uh, Don Fairburn, Dr David Stevens, MBE, Herbie Kelly, Harvey Garton, Alan Reid and Richard Haddock as vice presidents with both Herbie and Harvey uh, having also raced around the 4.25 mile Boulogne course. Harvey uh, piloting sidecars between 1989 and 1991 and Herbie on two wheels uh, between 1978 and 1998. So, Chris Kinley, just uh, some thoughts maybe on... Uh, the ACU events limited having to uh, are coming in to to run the race meetings from next year, but are supervising this year. And I don't think the club had an option with the the way insurance goes up. It's a burden for for any club that's trying to put on road race uh, road race meetings. It certainly is no more so in Ireland, Tim, with the uh, the various. Uh, hoops they've had to jump through in there. I know especially, well, well, most of the clubs really, that is the big, big cost because there's obviously been cases where you know, the various, uh, how shall I say, like the MCI, the ACU have had to do payouts to people and stuff, you know, and the insurance has, has gone up and like everything, the cost of living is going to go up as well. I mean, you think about all these guys who were coming here racing for fuel, how much is a drum of fuel? Well, we'll ask the question on that because it's shot up massively because they have to use certain fuel, especially at events, there's fuel that they have to use. So the cost of living and the cost of everything for racing is unfortunately going to go up. Just a little bit of a, a weather checky sort of here, just looking over towards uh, where the sun is going to set in the next, what's about, what time are we on there? About 10 past, was it quarter past eight, something like that? No, hang on, what time is it? Yeah, it's about, it's eight o'clock, isn't it? I don't know. I can't tell. It's about eight o'clockish anyway. So yeah. So the weather is. Um, it's okay. It's not too bad. It's gone very cold. A lot of people are commenting on how cold it is. I've just seen the chat. Five, five to nine, is it? Oh yes, I'm an hour behind because I haven't set my watch yet. Thank you, Simon. Uh, back in the studio. I've seen a chap walking around in shorts before, and you're thinking, hang on a minute. Just a reminder, we do have two more practice sessions uh, left to go. This one that's. Um, just been stopped and of course the sidecars so the sidecars will be the sidecars have the paddock right at the top of where the paddock is because there's obviously there's quite a few of them and they're a lot bigger than the solo guys and they have their own scrutineering tent as well and then they come out through the top gate and not the bottom gate uh, of the paddock looking at the the, the old witch's mill windmill over there towards their uh, castle russian high school so that's where they come out but there's no sign of those guys coming here yet and uh, not sure if you've had any news on the incident as of yet at the um uh, out out on the circuit and the reason for the uh, the red flag stoppage unfortunately I had to uh, go out and uh, do a, a bit of a battery change for this uh, new bit of kit that we've got and just as I walk back down towards the grandstand that they have here the sun's just trying to break through the clouds once again but again you wouldn't think because we are in near enough to June we should have we should have quite a lot of uh, a decent temperature and I've been here down here in the past and probably tomorrow during the day it will be quite a bit warm and not have to have coats and I might have to get the the fact of 50 chip fat out uh, looking ahead to the end of TT when we got the post TT as you mentioned Tim a pretty good entry uh, shaping up for that I was talking to Mark Parrott before he's got his uh, entry in for that 
and they still do paper entry forms as well which is great you can do it online but they still if you request a paper entry form they will send you on they do all that with all the information that they have to chuck on there and just looking up towards the sidecars if they're starting to get ready or not but I don't know uh, what the sketch is yet nothing official from the organisers yet Tim well that's the thoughts down here I mean the junior the junior classic uh, qualifying was absolutely stunning with those four boys that we said at the front but let's go back to the start finish line Tim's there for us Tim yeah it was stunning uh, and I think of all the practices, they all had their own stories this evening, Chris, haven't they? There's still no news on uh, why we've uh, had a red flag, which has uh, brought this session to quite a very early uh, close. Uh, in fact, they were out on their uh, first uh, sighting lap, really, as they, uh, the untimed lap, because they uh, start from the dummy grid down uh, with you, Chris, and head out of the gate and uh, towards Balakagan. Uh, but... Uh, we don't uh, have uh, any news from race control. We're waiting uh, for the phone to ring when they can tell us anything and update us. Uh, but uh, let's head out to, uh, to to Rob Pritchard. And uh, presumably you've got uh, riders that have been stopped at cross four ways uh, and uh, wondering, like we all are, what's going on. Yeah, you're right. The riders are just uh, waiting uh, patiently here, all uh, safe and well, and uh, just waiting uh, further instruction, as uh, both you and uh, Chris have mentioned. Of course, if there are any updates, we will get them out there as soon as possible. I think uh, no news from uh, this end uh, as to what uh, may have happened that has uh, uh, caused the uh, red flags to come out. It was uh, as you were with me uh, previously, as uh, some of the bikes were previously uh, making their way through, that they did come out. But uh, as soon as we get any updates, we'll uh, I'm sure we'll uh, get them to you as soon as possible. Back to you, Tim. Well, Rob, you can uh, explain it. I mean, you don't get much time, do you, uh, down here at the Colas Balloon course to actually develop a story, but we're intrigued here at the start-finish line. You mentioned uh, that Roy Moore had told you loads of advice, giving you lots of encouragement, but he hadn't told you about an optical illusion. So uh, you do have some time to tell us what this optical illusion is. <laughs> well, um, I think that... Um, I mean, obviously, this is uh, some things that have been passed on secondhand in uh, terms of advice, I think, in terms of uh, how to uh, manage things over across four ways. But just looking actually down the uh, down the circuit towards probably towards more, uh, more towards uh, Williams Corner there, it's actually just with the, maybe it's just the uh, slight elevation on this uh, scaffold here. But as you can actually see the riders uh, making their way down, sometimes for a split second, it looks like it could be two, three or uh, four abreast. And it's only just a couple of seconds later that you realise they're in perfect formation, one behind behind the other possibly something uh, not to expect but uh, yeah it's it's one of those I think considering as I said right at the start it's uh, big shoes to fill over at uh, this part of the circuit it's uh, baby steps sometimes to understand the uh, uh, the wisdom that has been in uh, this part of the Balloon course for uh, the uh, the past several years. Thanks very much indeed uh, Rob and uh, I think for a uh a debut and following on from someone like Roy Moore, you're doing an absolutely sterling uh, job. So I was just reading to you the uh, uh, vice presidents that there are at the Southern 100 Motorcycle Racing Club. Uh, so we had Peter Chadwick and uh, Dave Alley that have joined the brigade and they join the likes of uh, Don Fairburn, Dr. David Stevens, MBE, Herbie Kelly, Harvey Garton, Alan Reed, Richard or Dickie Haddock as vice presidents and uh, Herbie 
raced on two wheels between 1978 and 1998, so a good distinguished career. Harvey, as we were mentioning, piloting sidecars uh, between 1989 and 1991. Uh, Phil Taubman commented that on behalf of the Sudden 100 Club, he would like to thank uh, all four retiring directors for all their conscientious and hard work during their time as directors, guiding the racers to the high standard and reputation they enjoy today. They've all informed me that uh, each of them, as a travelling marshal, uh, just returning here to the start-finish line, he'll just pull in number three bike, uh, just pulling in uh, by the entrance to the uh, grass car park and the, behind the grandstand. Uh, so, yes, Phil, Tom, and they've all informed me that uh, each of them will still be involved once pre-race and course preparation commences and during the three events and look forward to their continued support and seeing them at Boulogne. Inclusion of the uh, AGM members present enjoyed a great buffet provided by uh, Bob and Jill Walton, which is the Hundred Club, and they do do food pretty well down here at the Southern Hundred Club, it has to be said. Uh, uh, and uh, they were very grateful indeed, as we always are ourselves. Let's go down to Chris Kinley. Yeah, it looks like they're going to knock. They've locked, knocked this session on the head, Tim. The sidecars are now coming down to the holding area. I heard the travelling marshal bike coming in, so I heard the sidecars firing up, and it is a great, great sight and a great sound of the sidecars down here at Boulogne. If you've never seen sidecars, when they come past here on the first lap, especially at the start of a race, it is a, it is a bit of a sight to behold. So the sidecars. I'm on the wrong I'm on the wrong page now. So the sidecars, what they'll do is they'll get the sidecars into the holding area. And then when the sidecars are in here and then it's all clear, they will probably release the solos that are stuck around the circuit. As number four comes in, Rod Bellis and Glenn Dawson. Number eight, Greg Lambert, Andy Haynes. See the pictures on their social media of their Greg's TT bike. It's uh, you're not gonna miss it. 47. David Lissaman to Rob Child from Oakham and Derby on their BMW. Number 10, Wally Saunders and Bob Doughty. Bob was out in the 250 earlier on. A bit of bad luck for Bob. Didn't manage to make the start and that hopefully sorted for tomorrow. Danny Quirk from Halifax and uh, Dylan Weston from Leicester. They're outfit number 5. Number 11, Mike Cookson and William Morley from Wellspool and Whitby on their BMW. That sounds well, doesn't it? 21. Stephen Petiot and Thomas Petiot from Belgium and Marienburg on their Levisar BMW 1000cc machine. And number seven, Tony Bannister and Sarah Bannister from Leyland and Ormskirk on the sit-up and beg Triumph Thunderbird. That is going to be an interesting machine to watch going through Balakagan and also through the uh, cross, cross four ways. Well, keep an eye out for that Rob Pritchard out there on the number seven outfit. Just watching the sidecar riders liaison officer Dickie Gale waving to all the newcomers who he's been taking round. Number 70 Roland Gundinger, Maria Gundinger from Linz on their 750 Honda 4. That's a distinctive coloured outfit that is. 66 also. Albert Krofkel and Teresa Camerlander from Austria on their Kurth BMW Neela outfit. And we've got one more outfit coming through. It's another sit up and beg machine, number 29. That's Adam Pope and John Christopher on their Triumph Thunderbird, another Triumph Thunderbird, the 750 version. They're from Chorley in Lancashire. Hopefully they're going to get this thing fired up. It's just not firing at the moment, so having a few problems with that. Listen to that. What a sound. You don't want to get too close. I've actually had to turn my headphones up, but now I want to turn them down. 
up firing on 14.29, so they'll be, they'll be pushing it for a bit yet. Yeah. Having Triumph Thunderbird, hopefully they can get it lit up. The boys look absolutely all in. Big Twin just will not fire, unfortunately, but they'll get it back under compression again. If the roller starter will, I think the roller starter tonight has been that busy, it's been put away. I think the battery's probably gone flat on that as well. So the sidecar is going to be making the way out very, very shortly. I did scoot, some of them have got the uh, orange and the red lights on the back because uh, they'll get under the trees. They're pushing that other outfit back now to get it back on the compression. There we go, full team pushing away, four men. Girl. No, just not firing. No, just not going to do it, unfortunately. So they'll go back and try once more. And they've got a lovely Castrol oil tank. Do you know, picture this in your mind's eye. The old green Castrol oil tank, small one, about a litre sort of size, metal. And that's the catch tank for the oil overflow. So that's there. Looks really, really smart. Brings back memories to see Barry Davison's machine with the Castrol sticker on it as well. 29 just not getting going at the moment. So here they go, they're going to try one more time, the number 29 outfit. Ah, she just will not dig in at all, will not pick up whatsoever. We haven't got the rolling road here. Hopefully somebody will be able to go and get that to help them out, but we won't be too far away from the start. Oh, that is so, so loud, that outfit down there. Sounds like um, sounds like one of those big Chinook helicopters, doesn't it? You can hear just uh, just rattling through. So 29, 29 update we're going for now. Fifth time lucky. Bit of extra weight over that back wheel this time. Oh yes, there we go. And they get a round of applause from everybody here. Well done, guys. Bravo, bravo. And they get a big fist pump in Everton. The three lads that were helping him, Tim and Rob, and all you out there, look absolutely knackered. <laughs> I can say that on the radio, absolutely nagging. And the smiles on 29's face now, Adam Pope and John Christopher, well, yeah, you can see a look on John's face there. He's like, yes, we are going. Going to move forward a bit. Get away from that noise. Not sure which one that is, actually. I think that is there. No! <laughs> 66, I think that is the noise you can hear there. Number 40 outfits there, too. Jose Noble and Paula Leviano from France. We're going to see French crews here once again. Of course, French sidecars are uh, a big, big deal over there, aren't they? 97 looks a good outfit. That's Bob Dawson and Matthew Sims of Darlington and Derby on their 750cc Spicers Auctioneers BMW. Very well prepared outfit. Bob Doughty looking as relaxed as ever. Wally Saunders, of course, the man with the brakes over here, PFM brakes. Let's see Wally's still going. 60 years, celebrating 60 years of sidecar racing at Milan, 1962 to 2022, of course. 60 years, eh? Where does the time fly? Number two outfit, Tony Thurkel and Trevor Johnson on the BMW NRE machine. That looks nice with the Martini. Do you remember the old rally cars, the old Lancia Delta Integrales with the uh, with the Martini stripes on it? That's what that's got on it, but it says Martini, M-A-R-T-O-N-Y, Martini, Mar and Tony. I'm pretty sure that'll be. 
Greg Lambert sitting astride his machine. The Coles car is now back, and we're going to get ready to go with the sidecars. We'll move forward a bit to give you the noise by the gate. We'll be underway shortly, 46. Oh, that's lovely, that. That's Andy Norrish and Michael Leaflang on the uh, Norrish-Westlake double trouble machine. Greg Lambert poised over the, the outfit. Looks really well, as always, does Greg's outfit, the imp. Anyone used to have a Hillman imp listening out there? There's a Hillman imp engine in that thing. We used to have an old chap used to drive around Castletown and a Hillman imp many, many moons ago. And there's Greg, he gives us a big thumbs up. And there's his mate whose awning I saved at the TT paddock a bit earlier on today. But number four will be the first sidecar outfit out on the road. Rob Bellis and Glenn Dawson from York and Pocklington on their BLR imp. So another imp, how many imps have we got? One, two, just the two. 72 I want to keep a little ear on or an eye on. The coding of Howard Langham and Doug Chandler. York and Nairsborough man. Let's go back to Tim very, very quickly. Tim. Yeah, we've had the course inspection car come through, but of course we've had none of the uh, the riders, the solo riders who were out when that uh, session was stopped. So uh, the plan is to bring them back uh, as soon as possible and then send the sidecars uh, out before the light goes. So it's touch and go because uh, it's already getting pretty dark and the lights on the inspection car were really bright when it went through, noticeably bright uh, and uh, really stood out. So it's going to be touch and go because they've still got to get all these solo riders back before they can release the sidecars. Chris? Yeah, thanks very much for that, Tim. I was just keeping a little eye and an ear up the road to see if there's any uh, movement from the solo guys that are stuck out of, well not stuck around the circuit, they just had to stop because that's the rules, red flag means stop, stop at the next location so we're just waiting, I think they're just going to go on and I think they're just giving them a five minute warning on that so they'll knock these outfits off now Tim so it is going to be a five minute warning yeah, get a thumbs up from the officials here so yeah okay well that's good Rob, thanks for that so the bikes are now leaving cross four ways which is good news so these outfits will all be uh, turned off. And maybe chance to grab a quick word while it's got a bit quiet with uh, young Greg Lambert. Greg, nice to see you back on our island again. Tell us the story of the imp and how did it all come about? Uh, yeah, it's great to be back. We've all been missing it, haven't we, you know? And uh, yeah, I've loved my classics and me and my father rode here for many a year, you know? So I'd love to finish this year, you know, because he's not here anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, this is all for my father, this. And I, I really hope I finish. And, just enjoy it, eh? Because that's what he told me to do. Enjoy it all. I was thinking about, you know, stuff like that when I was watching it. I think about your dad and stuff. And when you think about the history of this place, what about the history of the Hillman Imp motor that's in there? Do you know where it came from originally? What vintage is it? It's a 1974, I think, engine. <laughs> and it's uh, become a water pump engine. And then it was uh, Coventry Climax, which was Formula One cars. They developed it. Um, so yeah, I'm learning my classics and that, but yeah, they're a good engine. Rod's got a very fast one and he's won it here before. And uh, yeah, I'll see what I've got, but yeah, it's a good turnout. It's a fantastic meeting this. And I think everybody's loving this meeting and I just hope it all goes all right for the club, you know. I believe the solos are on the way back. A couple more minutes to go, Greg. Just want to ask you again about these. How do you manage to go from being a, a commuter car engine to being a fully raised prepped engine? What sort of changes have you had to make from the standard Hillman Imp to make it go as quick as what you guys got, especially Rod's there as well? Get the files out and open it up a bit. <laughs> What's it bored out to? Uh, it's a 
40 this one. Yeah. Uh, rods is about a 1200. What did it start? What did it start life as CC wise? 998. Wow. And it's got more power than the F2 this one, so you know, uh, I'd love uh, to take it around TT for a lap just to see what was what, but. These are underestimated. Years ago at the Isle of Man, they were clocked at really great speeds at the Craig. So these under these classic engines now are modern technology in them. You know the BMWs, 1200s. Yeah, yeah. You know they're very, very, very quick. You know, and a lot more reliable. Hopefully, you know. But yeah, they're just a they're fantastic thing, and you know, hope everybody enjoys watching them. Like I know they do. What adjustments you have to make as a driver from riding this to riding your F2 around the TT? Uh, it's quite a big lump of an engine, you know, so it's all on my side, so, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's a different ball game to F2, but I've tried to make it as comfy as an F2, you know, yeah. uh, just so, to get around the big engine, you know, so you are comfortable, because it is everything on the road being comfortable, um, but they're good fun, and it's great people, and, you know, it's just the atmosphere down here, you know, I, I, I just, I've always loved to do it, me and my dad always wanted to win it, and we're good enough to get fourth together, you know. And uh, it's, it's just a great meeting. And it's it's hard work doing the TT on this. I mean, being busy all day at the paddock. Mm. But it's worth it for the effort because yeah. the club want you here, you know, and they look after you so well. And it's, it's just a great meeting, you know. I've missed it so much. Let's speak about other meetings quickly before we get going here. What about Scarborough? Any news on that? Can you tell us anything? I know you're, you're involved with it, sort of. Yeah, I was trying to be, you know. I was trying to save it at the beginning, you know. And... Um, I think there's a meeting coming up in September. I think they'll start to get it sorted eventually, you know. Um, there's a lot of building problems and things, you know, asbestos and things. So hopefully they'll get some at run there this year and then next year come back to full Scarborough, you know, because it's, it's the only British road race and we should save it and it's well supported and it's like the Southern. It's, it, it's, it's well loved for the roads, you know, and uh, it, it's, it's a good meeting. So I hope Andy brings it all round and... You know, he, he couldn't have took over a business in a worse time yeah, with okay. COVID and things. I felt sorry for the man, you know. But in time, he'll stick by it and everybody will support it. And long may it continue. You know, it, it's run for a long time with Peter and had some fantastic days there. You know, had royalty there and massive crowds. And it needs to be kept, you know. All right, Greg, listen, thanks for your time. And don't think we're not going to be too far away. Thanks to Greg and Andy. Cheers. Thanks very much. Uh, Andy Hayes is in his, uh, the chair, so we, we're not going to be too far away. I think Boris will be making the move very, very shortly. And uh, a couple of minutes to go before the start of this one. But interesting there about what he was saying about Scarborough. I had a bit of a chat with, uh, with Andy, who's involved uh, with Scarborough now, and I, I talked to him about it a little while ago. And, you know, there is a lot of problems, like Greg said, with the buildings, asbestos, and, and other problems there as well. But again, it's like Tim was saying, insurance can be a big a big thing for these clubs to have to pay. And that's going to mean that you folks out there listening to the radio, go and support these events. And, you know, you see a lot of things, people on social media complain, you're having to pay £5 for a programme, £10 for a programme. That money, like at the North West the other week, goes back into the running of the North West event. So... If you don't support these events, come down here to the Southern 100, buy a burger, buy some club merchandise. The shop is down there now. Soon the guys and girls are all in there selling stuff. As soon as it opened, people were in there buying coats, buying hats. People have missed doing this. So, you know, come and see the club, come and support the club. Any of your local clubs, even if it's a short circuit across Darley Moors or whatever, the entries, go and support these clubs because if you don't, you know, they've got big outlays to, you know, to put out to putting these events on. So we don't have any solos here yet. I'm not sure, Tim, if they've gone past you yet. I'm just looking up towards the uh, the start and finish line, looking up towards uh, where the spectators have thinned out a little bit. There's still a few people there around here. We've got one outfit still running down here. Pretty sure that's the 66 outfit of uh, Albert Crofty. Uh, Croft, 
fee. I think it's close enough anyway. So yeah, the ride is getting a bit cold stood around here now. So no sign of the bikes back here yet, unfortunately. Tim, anything past you yet at the start and finish? Yeah, well, we've had, uh, I'd say, about 10 or so bikes. Just looking around for confirmation on that. So, uh, about, around about 10 bikes that have come through. So there's still uh, a considerable number uh, out there on the course that need to come back before the sidecars uh, can be let out, Chris. What have we got till 9.40 on the time, I think, is it, on the road closing order? That's it, yes, 9.40. But uh, as I was saying last time uh, on air, the, the light is going. I don't know what it's like uh, down with you as uh, another it's bike just goes past. Weather. Beautiful. Barbados yeah, I know, it's here. cold, but what's the, the, the light <laughs> like? Because uh, it must yeah, be getting a little bit close to the edge, this. I think so, yeah. There's a title of a film there, but looking at some of the guys, what helmets they've got on. Uh, as it, as it, I know design helmets are going on, but I'm talking about visors, looking at clear visors or dark visor or a smoke visor. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, there's a few on smoke visors, they're just the, the little bit of a tint. Uh, we got uh, Greg Lambert's passenger there, Andrew Haynes. He's got a, a tinted eye on his. Uh, Greg's got a dark one on as well. And under the trees and stuff, there will be quite a bit of tree covered light. I think you and Rob have both commented tonight on commentary about the you know the cover that is from the trees because it is a very very late blooming isn't it everything should be out and done by now but stuff is still growing the grass is really really grown we went for a walk around port samaria where we live in the village today and to walk through a field I haven't walked through for a week or so and that's come up a heck of a lot in just a week and a bit so yeah it's still growing out there and you're gonna have to get your lop saw out Tim but you'll have to ask permission first uh, to lop any trees down yeah. on the way to the bridge more bikes just going past us here now one two three just coming in there now. I think Jamie Coward is one of those in there and there's uh, still no news on what the incident was Tim nothing from the organizers yet no no, but I think we uh, can uh, owe a debt of gratitude to some of the marshals out and around the course because yeah. uh, we've just had the odd report in. Of course, these bikes have been stopped for some time and uh, there's quite a few tired marshals uh, who've been helping get them restarted to get them back uh, to the paddock. So uh, well done to the, all the marshals. They've uh, certainly earned a pint uh, later on this evening for their work, Chris. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Do you know what? I went to Castletown earlier on today. Good to see so many people out and about it in the square in Castletown we went to uh, an establishment had a cup of tea and uh, something to eat and there was a lot of people about and you know they're all walking around in the shorts of it they're not wish they weren't now Tim I can tell you now they must know something we don't because the uh, outfits are all being started to be warmed up so we're hopefully not going to be too far away number two has just dropped in behind there he goes he's a happy chap in behind there Tony Thurkle really nice that does all got the stickers on the side 1962 to 2022 60 years of the sidecars again it's going to be touch and go like you say Tim on the on the, the well the sun I think is just about gone now in behind um, in behind the hills over there South Barulis uh, sort of way number 46 just having a problem just getting his outfit going hopefully it will get that done Andy Norrish on the Norrish Westlake that will be a quick outfit the straight line that will be the man with the red flag is still out in the road. Well, he's got the red flag in, but the white uh, coat he's got on there now. So no news yet. Well, are you going to get underway or not? And I say well done and thank you to all the marshals. I know there's been a lot of controversy over the past uh, however many months about who's going to marshal what, do what, where and when. But good to see so many marshals. The Orange Army here in force on the coal Aspalown circuit. And, of course, I'm sure a lot of them will be on duty around the TT Mountain circuit. Come Sunday lunchtime-ish when we get underway 
with Radio TT at the grandstand. There we go, here's the Norris fire up. Listen to that. And you talk about people being tired. I tell you what, you guys, absolutely brilliant. There's the couple more machines just coming back in there. Uh, one more, I think there's three more kids coming over the line there as well, just past Tim. And to start finishing. I'm afraid to say the sidecar's getting the rough end of the stick again through no fault of anybody. Dominic Herbertson, I can just see coming back in as well in the background. This is a quite dark now. The recovery vehicle in front of me has got the lights on there. They are quite bright through there as well. So hopefully there's not going to be too far many. We will get this final practice session session of the evening the three-wheeling sidecar race one there's two separate sponsors of the two races i think is it down here or is that is that the tt I, I get confused is that much paperwork to go through and that much stuff inside my head when it comes to the sidecars up to 750 cc machines on the sidecars they've got the red plates with the white numbers and over 750 the white plates and the black numbers can see the club chaplain the reverend canon john colwell there taking a, a few pictures and a few videos of the the outfits ready tony thurkel trevor johnson nearly getting the go-ahead any second i think boris who's in charge of the gate here just gives somebody just looked over and he just shrugged his shoulders the guy's getting a bit impatient here they want to get out they've waited three years for this since we were last here in the pre-TT in 2019. Steano motorcycles on the side of the number four outfit. Tony Thurkel smiling and as always underneath the helmet. And he's got a clear visor on his. So that would be quite good. Obviously the darker visor you need when the sun's out. Oh, lovely sounds. Just looking at the, the rear brake setup of the number four machine he's got the brake the brake caliper hanger over the bottom of the disc solid disc and looking at uh, Tony Thurkle's outfit about halfway up the uh, kind of level where his foot is if you just uh, imagine Tony just kneeling in the outfit the, the right boot and that's kind of level with where the exhaust is just up for there about eight inches is where the Brembo probably possibly a Brembo caliper is there or the brake manufacturers are available and there is the traveling marshal back that's number one, so that'll be Tony Duncan. So Tony heading out, maybe for a little sweep of the circuit. And here comes another TM just behind it, the Honda 5 lane and the anniversary colours, the same colours that John McGuinness, or oh, there's a dark coloured one, and Tony's one is in the Honda 5 lane colours. I wonder if they did, if those of you who know on that sort of vintage, the Urban Tiger colours were great, weren't they? I think we're ready to go. Yep, sidecars. Here we go round Milan for 2022. The number four outfit of Rob Bellis and Glenn Dawson away. Then there's number two. Then there's 46. Then there's 56. Oops, steady on, boys. Listen to this. Greg Lambert fires up.
56. The Austrian pairing. 51 gets final. Yep, 51 away. Well done to Ray and the guys. Getting that done, 21. One more effort in the top there, number 40, Jose Nobre and Poala Lavarino from France. As number seven goes, and number 29, who had problems getting started, the Team Red Rose outfit earlier on. Number 40 has got going there now, so the French pairing. The sidecar passenger is on, thankfully, and away we go. Rob Pritchard, you're going to have sidecars in your view at Cross Four Ways in the next minute and 10 seconds. Over to you. And I can't wait, Chris. Uh, yeah, just listen to that conversation that uh, you and Tim were having just before about light. And yeah, you can see that uh, it certainly is fading. It's dropped below the tree line just in front of me. Uh, and then obviously looking over to my left, I've got uh, I've got uh, the uh, turns at Williams Corner down there, just waiting for those sidecars to uh, make their way through. I suppose the question will be just uh, how much time they will get. Only time will tell, I think is the uh, best way of putting it. Um, a good smattering of spectators have stayed right up until the end here. And here we are, first through past Maggie's Cottage is number four. So that's Rob Bellis and Glenn Dawson who've opened themselves up a uh, little bit of a gap. And then two within about two car lengths of each other making their way forward now. Here comes number two, Tony Thurkle and Trevor Johnson followed by number 46, Andy Norrish and Michael Leaflang. Those are the next two that make their way through. It is seeming to be two by two here, 56 and then 47. David Lissaman and Mark Leeton making their way through here as well and then just with a uh, little bit of a gap further back looking through the uh, tree lines yes we can see uh, a couple more making their way forward they sound brilliant don't they and uh, here is number uh, 97 Bob Dawson and Matthew Spins on the 750 Spices followed by number 8 going through that's Greg Lambert and Andrew Haynes on the 998 Imp and then waiting for the uh, latest arrivals Certainly missed sidecars coming through the uh, cross four ways, haven't we? And uh, three coming through here to number 10, followed by 11 and five. So Wally Saunders, Bob Downs, he followed closely. It's back over to you, Tim. Yeah, 27 minutes past nine as the uh, first bike goes through. And it is uh, number four, and that's uh, Bellis and Dawson safely through. Uh, yeah, 9.27, uh, uh, sunset is 9.33. So that's how tight it is uh, with these uh, sidecars. Let's hope they get a couple of laps in. Two across the line and 46. So that's uh, Tony Thurkle and Trevor Johnson. And uh, number 46 is uh, Andy Nourish and Michael Leaflang. 47 is through. 47 is uh, David Lissaman and Rob Child. And that's the Dutch pairing. Number 56 of uh, Marvin uh, Vermeulen and uh, Duke Han. Safely through. And here is number 97, and that's uh, Bob Douse Dawson and uh, Matthew Sims, newcomers here uh, from Darlington and Derby going in order of driver. And passenger number eight is safely through here, Greg Lambert and uh, Andrew uh, Haynes. And now next machine interview is the uh, red and silver fed uh, number 10 outfit. Number 10 is uh, Wally Saunders and uh, Bob Doughty. And then we had uh, number five, that's uh, Danny Quirk and uh, Dylan uh, Weston on the uh, Bellis Vincent, uh, the pair from Halifax and Leicester. And uh, we've also had through number 11. Now pulling in is uh, number 51 there, that's uh, Cobus uh, Bowen and uh, Nikolai Klinker. 
Uh, the Dutch pairing, they were slowing down and they're going to be pulling in there. Uh, through also, uh, we've got uh, number 11, and that is Mike Cookson and William Morley. And 21 is through too. 21 is uh, Prezizo and uh, Thomas and Stefan, that is. Let's go to uh, Rob Pritchard at Cross Four Ways. Right on cue, Tim. I don't know how you do it there, but uh, right on cue, Rob Bellis and Glenn Dawson at number four, making their way through with uh, no particular issues. Opened up a, a little bit of gap to the uh, travelling pack behind them as the uh, sun continues to set on this uh, very picturesque uh, part of the Balloon course. Starting to take a liking to this scaffolding and the vantage point it gives me. Here come the uh, next two making their way through uh, Maggie's Cottage here. First up is uh, number two, Tony Thurkle and Trevor Johnson, followed very closely by uh, number 46, Andy Norris and Michael Leaflang, both through cross four ways smoothly. A little bit of dust kicking up towards myself here. And as we wait once again for the uh, latest arrivals to uh, make their way down our way, and here they do come. Another pairing making their way towards us. Right round the hedgerows they come, and here is uh, number 47. That's David Lisson and Marlene, followed closely. Number 56, Marvin Vermeulen and Jukhan. Hahn. And then number 97, just two or three seconds back there, Bob Dawson and Matthew Sims on the 750 Spices Auctioneers BMW. And I think it's about time to go back to you, Tim. Yeah, good timing as uh, just make out in the darkness. Number four across the line at 81.070 uh, miles an hour for uh, Bellis and Dawson, Rod Bellis and uh, Glenn Dawson from York and Pocklington. As, uh, they've got quite a, a lead and uh, the chequered flag, I can tell you, is uh, out as well. So they're just going to get really this one-timed uh, effort in. As uh, number two crosses the line, that's Tony Thurkle and Trevor Johnson. 77.782. Uh, they're in second of the machines through. And in third is number 46, Andy Nourish and uh, Mikhail Lieflang. Uh, they were at 77.676 miles per hour. Well, the organisers are, are, are usually uh, very flexible and very good at reorganising schedules. And I'm sure the solos who've missed out this evening and the sidecars, they'll probably get a slightly longer session. Three across the line there. 97 is uh, Bob Dawson and uh, Matthew Sims. They're into fourth at 75.764 miles per hour. Fifth, uh, number 56. 56 is the Dutch pairing of uh, Ma Marvin the Vermeulen and Yukan. Uh, as uh, Greg Lambert and uh, Andrew uh, Haynes go into that uh, sixth, fifth position now. In fact, they've fallen down to seventh because uh, in fifth now is uh, number five, Danny Quirk and uh, Dylan Weston. And in sixth now is number 10, Wally Saunders and Bob Doughty. Number 11 takes the chequered flag here. Number 11 is uh, Mike Cookson and William Morley. They are in ninth position. So uh, just a few more machines to uh, go uh, through here. But uh, this is a session that is uh, coming uh, to an end. So we'll just take them all across the line this time. Number 21 is uh, through. And 21 is uh, Stefan Prezizo and uh, Thomas Prezizot. Uh, they're from uh, Belgium. The two on the BMW. Very uh, lovely looking uh, outfit that one is. So uh, we've got uh, 11 through, and we had 17 that was starting, but uh, 
Uh, they have got quite strung out, but uh, quickest, it's uh, Rod Bellis and Glenn Dawson. Outfit number four, three minutes, 8.726 seconds, which translates to 81.070 miles per hour. Two more interview in 66 and uh, seven, the sit-up and beg job there of uh, Tony and Sarah Bannister, that uh, Triumph Thunderbird. And uh, they slot into 12th place. And in 13th was number 66. And that is uh, Albert Kupfle uh, and uh, Thomas Kimandlander, uh, the Austrians. And they are currently in 13th position. Another machine can barely make them out as they come over out of the darkness of the trees behind their number 40 finishers. And that's the newcomers, number 70 and number 29. And 40 goes into 12th place. Uh, that is uh, 63.878 miles per hour. Number 40 is uh, uh, Jose Nobre and uh, uh, Pelo Lavarino. Let's get that right. The French pairing on their uh, Yamaha. So I think that possibly, because I'm pretty sure 51 uh, retired, so uh, that will be all of them, I think, now have uh, crossed the line here at the start-finish line, and uh, just checking whether that's right or not, because you can always tell if the flags come in, and the flag is being rolled up and coming in, and uh, as quick as that, uh, there is the... Uh, Roads open car going through. So that is the uh, the end of the session. We'll wrap things up. Uh, many thanks to Chris Kinley uh, down at, well, all over the place, really, in the uh, paddock and uh, uh, the uh, garlanding area and the dummy grid. Thank you for his hard work. And a uh, particular thank you this evening to uh, someone who by his own admission and I think we'd all agree is filling very big shoes and has done it very ably this evening many many thanks uh, to Rob Pritchard out there well thanks also to the engineers and everybody who's uh, worked uh, on this production I hope you've enjoyed our first ever coverage of the Friday evening down here at uh, the uh, Blackford Financial Services pre-TT Classic Races uh, we've enjoyed it. It's shaken off the cobwebs after three years away. And uh, yes, I think everybody's going to be relieved that we've all got that uh, out the way, whether you're competing, marshalling, organising, whatever it is, it uh, does seem like a long gap. So with that, uh, we will be back on air tomorrow. Uh, the roads uh, close. Let me just remind you, I think it's off the top of my head at 12.30. But I'm going to double check that just in case I've got that wrong. But uh, the roads tomorrow, of course, you can't find it, can you? When you want to find out that information, there we are. Roads close at 12.30 until 4 o'clock, and that's another uh, lengthy practice session. There will then be a break. Roads will open between 4 and 5.45, and then we've got three races to bring you. The singles race. Uh, we've got the 1,100cc uh, uh, race as well and uh, sidecar racing as well. Hopefully they'll uh, get a little bit more time tomorrow. So we'll be back on air to bring you all that coverage. But for now, I wish you a very good evening and hand you back to Broadcasting House.